Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jeez, what happened to you? I'm happy. How do you do to you, too? Sorry, you just look bad. Well, I didn't get much sleep last night. Why not? Maria and I had a fight and she ran away. What? Where? Did you... She's fine. She's at my mother's. Ah, she... Throw that information in with the first part. You'll scare a person to death. I'm sorry. You know, I got in my car three times to go get her. I, I drove halfway there and drove back. Drove halfway there and drove back. I actually ran out of gas driving halfway there and back. She'll cool off and come home. Hey, this is Jess. And this is Sandra. This is Emily. Welcome to today's town meeting. And now... It's time for Sandra's Sucky Summaries. In this episode, Rory Gilmore is angry at the world. And we all know Rory. When she gets upset, she does the patented Rory Gilmore runaway. But before that, Rory and Lorelai play a fun little game called 1-2-3... That stops being fun once ex-boyfriends are involved. Lorelai has a phone call with her teacher boyfriend that's only semi-inappropriate. And Lane Kim has a science project and a secret science partner that almost immediately stops being secret. The truth is, nothing's going right for Rory today. Max informs her he's dating her mom again, Lane lies to her about seeing her ex-boyfriend, and Lorelai is just incredibly too peppy for her to handle. So, as stated before, Rory runs away to her grandparents, where they not only welcome her with open arms, but literally cancel all their plans for her. Lorelai also attacks a 16-year-old boy, but don't worry, only verbally. But he does defend himself. All he did was say I love you to Rory, and she freaked out. I mean, sure, Dean, that's how it happened. But whatever. Lorelai gets the hint and rushes to her daughter, bringing her home after a long talk so she can apologize to Lane and maybe start to feel like herself again. Also, Luke gets a makeover. Rachel is unsure about things. And that was P.S. I love... Let's discuss. Okay. What on earth is Lorelai talking about in the beginning of this episode? Like, she's talking about getting her $20 bill ripped and then quarters paid off. Was it a dream? I think it's supposed to be a dream. Or is this real? Yeah, because I don't think there's any magicians in the town of Stars Hollow that we know of. And if there was a magician, we'd know. Maybe it's just Kirk. <laughs> oh, one of Kirk's many jobs. I hope Kirk is a I magician. I could totally see that. Like a uh, <laughs> magician for kids' parties? Yeah. Yeah. And he's really bad at it, so when he rips up the $20 bill, he has to pay you back in quarters. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I can see Kirk doing that. That would be mm-hmm. amazing. 
But we actually see Kirk later in this scene, so probably not. We do. I feel like we are getting closer to the real Kirk. Or how yes. what Kirk ends up being. We're we're not quite there yet, but we're getting close. Making progress. He's so funny in this though. Like but I actually felt really bad for him. The yeah. whole like kick me sign. What? And then they're just laughing what at him. What adult is putting a kick me sign on another adult's back in this town? That's not Luke. Yeah, but it could be kids. <laughs> Wait, I can you see think kids Luke doing would do it. it. <laughs> I can't see the kids being I guess teenagers. I mean, to be totally honest, I can see Kirk having like beef with kids. You know, like <laughs> <laughs> Let's focus on the Gilmore girls. Rory's not doing too well. She's sleepy. She's like kind of cranky. Uh, Lorelai notices and they start playing this little fun game. One, two, three. One, two, three. He's yours. I like it. I want to play this game. This just sounds. Look- I kind of want to do right? it now. This just sounds like a fun game. It's perfect for like if you're sitting like outside on a patio with a friend, like getting lunch, and you're like, mm-hmm. what should we do? One, two, three. Yours. yours. Let's do it. It would have to be somewhere with foot traffic, though, because yeah. otherwise yeah. you're just stuck with, like, whoever else is there. I mean, Lorelai's picks are amazing. <laughs> Either super old, super young, or Kirk. Um, I mean, Kirk is obviously <laughs> the best <Honestly>. option. <laughs> right? I was going to say, like, I think Kirk is my option there. Or Luke, because Luke does come in midway through the game. He does. He's technically number three, is he not? Like, Kind of. Yeah. I mean, the girls discount him in the game themselves, though. So I feel like it's hard to say yeah. for us to be like, he counts when Lorelai and Rory themselves are like, no. I mean, I think that Amy thinks it counts, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that was like serious foreshadowing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because um, like she, she, she looks straight at him like my new husband. Yeah. You know what I thought was funny? Um, Luke doesn't charge much for his food. Meatloaf is five sixty five. Mac and cheese is four seventy five. And that's probably this like diner. That's it. A whole is super cheap. how big a meal? Yeah, right. You think it's like something with like two sides or? It is really probably. cheap. Probably. Yeah. He also had a barbecue burger for six twenty five, which I feel like is getting closer to real prices. Mm-hmm. But a meatloaf for five sixty five is unheard of. Well, I was going to say, you, Luke. <laughs> his burgers look pretty good, and they always come with fries. Mm-hmm. And yep. after our last episode, probably a pickle. Yeah. So I mean, you're probably getting <laughs> you're probably getting a solid meal for six bucks. Like I think that's even hard to do. Well, I say that my McDonald's order is a little bit uh, vast, so it's, that's even hard to do at McDonald's these days. Six dollars for yeah. a full meal. That's hard for oh, me to do at McDonald's. All I do is a cheeseburger, some fries, and a drink. I think it pulls in at like five dollars which is not very yeah. much because like it's not a mcdouble or anything it's literally just a cheeseburger mm-hmm. so they continue this game round two is rory's turn but it immediately oh, no. ends the worst timing <laughs> the worst timing Oof, yikes and they're Dean like forester they're like i i don't even need to like the first one dean Game over. We're done. Let's Smack order. in the face. Yeah. I will say, I think the two of them do a really good job of, like, moving on, essentially. Like, to not... Ooh, I think Rory does a terrible job of moving on. 
Lorelai tries. Lorelai tries, yeah. but Rory like she gets optimistic and tries to get like peppy. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I want to give her yeah, give mm-hmm. her an A for effort. <laughs> you know what? This is a Rory is a teenager episode. Very much. Oh so. my gosh, she is the most teenager. <laughs> um, but yeah. So after the intro, the theme song. That's what it's called. Uh, we go to the inn. And how does Michelle have a job? Are we going to... This is a motif in my life. Like, gonna, every episode, I'm going to ask this question. Drink every time we say that, but don't do it this if is, you're worried about This is the note on mine, is yeah. why is Michelle so weirdly aggressive towards his boss? Right? Yeah. Does he hate Lorelai? Like, he literally chucks the phone at her. Um, Lorelai is doing some kind of nature conservation council flyers. Oh, like, okay. that's what she's doing, those folders and cool. stuff. Cool. I didn't um, look at them. I'm not sure if she's part of the, like, I highly doubt she's or part if of she's it. Just she's probably, they're probably yeah, hosting something. Like, preparing stuff hosting for guests. It, yeah. yeah. But yeah, so Max Medina calls. I have to say something about this phone call. The okay. way he says phone calls is so dirty. Like, we've been having, you know, a few weeks of very successful phone calls i was like what are you guys well, it's doing kind of a dirty conversation they're doing yeah. dirty things on these phone calls apparently <laughs> yeah i mean like obviously later later rory does phone sex via text right sexting mm-hmm. um are, are max and lorelei having phone sex or are they just having really good conversations well, the way I figured it, if she's at work and he's in the teacher's lounge and they can still make jokes about, like, seeing underwear, then yes, their conversations are dirty and private. Yep. Probably. Yeah. I would assume yeah. it's a mix. Like, some of it is yeah. good talking time, getting to know each other. Because, I mean, we've been told they, talk. they spend a lot of time together, but I don't think we we've don't seen see it. it. We've never seen it. No. I think that continues to be the struggle there. Either way, this is an um, inappropriate conversation. For both of them to be having it work. Right? Like, neither side of yeah. this is appropriate. That's so uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah. But they get a date out of it, I guess. Uh, Saturday at 8 p.m. Again. I, I was just telling my co-host, uh, I'm making plans this weekend at 9 o'clock. And I'm like, I'm old. 10 o'clock is so late. Are you telling me you're going on a date at 8 o'clock at night when you're, like, mid-30s? Like, 9 o'clock well, is 30s. when... I'm not going to bed yet, but, like, the process is starting. <laughs> like, I yeah. am an old woman. <laughs> like, on a good night, I will have gotten into bed, and I have my book, but I'm not planning to go to sleep for, like, another half hour to an hour. Yeah. I mean, Lorelai is just, she's getting more than us, guys. She's going out at 8 o'clock at night. Way to go, girl. girl. I mean, I'm not surprised. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> And then we move on, and Rory gets smacked in the face with a bag of chips. <laughs> right? Oh my god, I laugh every time I see I do too. <laughs> I mean, it shows you how vinegar, close though, they guys. are. That She's like, here you go. In a yeah. non-aggressive way, Michelle. Lane is just like, yeah. tosses at her. All fun. Real quick, what's your favorite flavor of chip? I like barbecue. Barbecue. Sour cream and onion. Or jalapeno. Mm. I actually really like salt and vinegar. They say that uh, people who like salt and vinegar are kind of masochists. Oh. <laughs> like, all it does is just, like, tear That you holds up. with what I know about you, Sandra. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard that before. Yeah. 
I believe it though. Those chips are nasty. <laughs> How dare you? Um, no. uh, Dean does not work on Wednesdays. Wednesdays he are safe. Not. And Rory pulls out like the smallest post-it note package yeah. thing that I think I've ever seen. I love seen. that Lane knows about it. Yeah. Yeah, she does. They're so cute. Like, uh, still justice for, for mm-hmm. Lane always, mm-hmm. but like, whenever they have true friendship moments, I love it. Which is why this episode's so tough for yeah. me. Also, does this imply that Dean works six days a week? He can't. As a minor, he literally can cannot. Well, if he's know. part-time? I mean, if he's, like, doing he's three-hour like, shifts? Under... That's... Yeah. When I was a supervisor, um, minors can only work four days in a row. Okay. Right? And they had to have at least two days okay. in between shifts, like after. I mean, days. that makes sense. That sounds much better. Yeah. But I was and like, there's an hour max too, right? How is Wednesday the only safe day? Like they can only work like mm-hmm. 10 to 15 hours a week max as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, 20, 20 for okay. us, but yeah. yeah. So I don't know how he's doing this, but he's doing it. Maybe he's actually 18 because he looks 18. Dean has actually failed I mean, he's just tall. three grades. He's just tall. Yeah. <laughs> When he moved from Chicago, he actually just, like, had to go back two years. It's unfortunate, <laughs> but it's true. Those schools up in the suburbs oh. just don't do as well in, on the East Coast. That's why he had such oh, a yeah, hard East time Coast. reading Anna Karenina. <laughs> the common man. Anyways, uh, we continue in Stars Hollow Square with, okay, I thought this name of the store was the Gat Club. No, it's, I thought it was chat. It's the cat club. The G looks like I'm a C. I'm assuming it's like the French word for cat. Yeah. Or the C looks like a G. Yeah. And Either way, there's like an it. entire cat-inspired shop. Okay, and like hot take or maybe hot differing opinion. I would love those potholders. They are so fun. I love cats and I would never ever use those potholders. <laughs> I just, I love, like, that color scheme and that whole, like, late 90s, early 2000s, like, pattern. I, I love them. I mean, we, we determined me, yesterday that Jess has old woman fashion, so I guess it makes I sense. I do. I have grandma, <laughs> grandma sensibilities. <laughs> but I do not think these are a good choice for Rachel. No. And I think that Lorelai is right to call them out, but she goes about it in kind of an aggressive she, way. Know. She's right about everything. Like, okay, first off, uh... Luke's rant reminded me so much of uh, Nick from New Girl. Like, the way that he was ranting about both the mall and what was the first thing he ranted about? Holidays. Um, is it birthdays and holidays? Yes, giving gifts. Mm-hmm. Yes. That is 100% Nick Miller. If you haven't watched New Girl, watch it. It's amazing. Um, but, like, Luke, calm down. <laughs> so, we've talked about how we haven't fully gotten Kirk yet. Mm-hmm. I think we are just mm-hmm. now finally getting to like the real Luke because Lorelai says at one point, uh, Luke Grant man. number one. And I think that really is our first <laughs> real Luke Grant this season, is it? Well, I mean, the hospital, yeah. he has kind of a little hospital yeah. rant. Mm-hmm. He has a melody about why moment. he doesn't like hospitals, but it's not, it's not the same. This is like a true like, yeah. mini monologue from Luke. It's really funny. Um, I agree with the underpay employees at the mall. Oh, God, so. yeah. yeah. That's everywhere, unfortunately. Yeah. Is somebody going to tell me they couldn't have gotten a cuter cat sound than, like, a cat that's about to be thrown by its tail? It was a bad cat sound. Like, make it purr. <laughs> How cute would that be? 
or like just a cute little like meow, you know, like something cute. I still like the pot holders, but the sound was bad. Yeah. If you need one, I'll go record my cat meowing at my door. You can put that one on there. It's just a cute <laughs> little meow. And in the last episode, we talked about the relationship and the friendship between Luke, Lorelai, and um, Rachel. But I think that this is a really great example of that friendship between Luke and Lorelai because he just gives her his credit card. Like, yeah. And we also see uh, lines being crossed. Yes. Lorelai, again, kind of pushes too hard. In but this she scene? has been not or in the future. This. No, I don't mean that she pushes it. I mean that Luke doesn't understand that this is a weird thing. And Lorelai doesn't understand that this is a weird thing. Yeah. So, like, like, just imagine it. Like, okay... I open a gift for my significant other, and I open it, and I'm like, oh, where did you get this? Oh, my best opposite-sex friend bought it for you. Yeah. That's a little... It's weird. Well, I think it depends on the person, right? We know that Rachel's not super into birthdays, per Luke. So, there's that. But, I don't know. I think... I think Lorelai was too pushy about, like, literally getting into his bag. But it does remind me this getting situation. Getting into his bag? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I uh, like the way that she, like, reaches for the credit card. Yeah. It's like, but give me, give me, give me. This reminds me of in the future when she will uh, do April's birthday party. Yes. And again, like, nobody, mm-hmm. neither Luke or Lorelai is like, this is kind of weird. They just go with it. And I mean, I will always be on Lorelai's side for that particular fight. When we get there, we'll talk about it. Um, but this yeah, side, just I feel like this conversation, this whole scene was almost an exact, I guess it's the original. So in the future, it's almost an exact replica of this scene when he's trying to get that, like, mm-hmm. Lorelai even says, just let me be a part of it. And Luke has two totally different yeah, reactions. Yeah. But, like, I think it's even in front of the same store. <laughs> Luke even says... Rachel likes elephants and she likes candles. Ooh, get her a can- an elephant-shaped candle. Boom. That would have been a great gift. That. that would have been great, Luke. Pick that. Did anybody think through the logistics of an elephant-shaped candle once you get down to, like, I don't just understand. the legs? <laughs> Maybe the trunk is, like, the wick and then it, well, like, curves in. I, I, they're 100% are sure. elephant-shaped candles. Oh, Maybe harder to, to find be. back then. I need to find some of these, though. Yeah. I do think that Lorelai's gift is pretty good. We'll get to it later, but Mm -hmm. this is the beginning of many lines being crossed in this relationship. I mean, the whole Rachel asking Lorelai to jump in was a a line crossed. Yeah, both sides are, like, kind of weird with Lorelai. There are just no lines. It's like she's, like, the third in (laughs) this. There are no lines in these relationships. (laughs) They should have just been a truffle and gotten it over with. It's like the episode of How I Met Your Mother when Robin starts dating her therapist. Line number one. Yes. But, like... But also Kyle Penn is he amazing. He finally psychoanalyzes all of them and just, like, rails at all of them as to why there are literally no boundaries, that they are just so codependent. And I was like, as is every TV show really friendship, it seems like. <laughs> well, speaking of friendship, earlier um, in the episode, we found out that Lane actually doesn't... She has plans that night with a science partner. Yes. Mm-hmm. But the way she that conversation came about, it was almost as if she was asking Rory, hey, what are you doing tonight so you can come over, mm-hmm. right? And then she's like, no, I have a... Um, actually, I'm doing this partner. I'm not doing the partner. I'm <laughs> doing something partner. with the partner. <laughs> Lane pulls off that conversation really well. Like, 
Until mm-hmm. we get to this next scene in Kim's Antiques, I never would have thought that she's like, not manipulating, but just trying to like she was figure lying. out what's going on. Yeah. To be like, do I have yeah. to share or can I just not? It was lying by the Yeah. And yes, she's protecting Rory, but yes, she's also lying to mm-hmm. her. Mm-hmm. So. And that becomes like a theme of this entire episode is people protecting Rory by lying to her or by omitting information. It becomes a, like um, a trigger word it, in this episode, I feel like. It does. It she literally tries at one point, yeah. Yeah. So Dean arrives as Lane's science partner and oh my god, Mrs. Kim. She is Herself. on a rampage. This is like one of the hardest core Mrs. Kims we ever see. Mm-hmm. She is intense. And Dean she straight up says reproduction. Yeah. Reproduction. Oh my gosh. Mrs. Kim. Spores, <laughs> molds, and fungus. Dean, to his credit, deals yeah. pretty well. Like, Dean knows not to talk back the way that he talks back to Lorelai. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, definitely. Because I was watching this with my mom, right? And she goes, Dean is very respectful in this scene, but later on with Lorelai, he's not very respectful at all. He's very disrespectful. And I'm like, I guess, but also he's a minor getting attacked by a fully grown woman in a di- in a oh, grocery yeah. store. So, um, but anyways, my note was Mrs. Kim will kill a bitch <laughs> <laughs> because she will. Yeah, I there's oh. like one moment where I think that they push it like a little bit too far where she does the I see all like that's almost yeah. a little it's too a comic. My note you is know? Mrs. Kim is already plotting on how to get rid of Dean. <laughs> yeah. right Lorelai would be in on it right now girl yes take her up on the offer <laughs> no right now Lorelai would not be in on it in about 20 minutes she would probably mm-hmm. be in on it but yeah so they start talking about Rory the conversation immediately goes to Rory yeah even though both sides are like maybe we shouldn't talk about Rory no let's continue talking about Rory and it's like they summon her do well wait do you guys think it's Lane crazy. breaks the girl code when Dean asks, how's Rory doing? And she goes, good-ish. Less good than ish. Less good than Like, ish. do you think she's breaking the girl code there by not just being like, she's fine. Let's move on. Yeah. Yes, I think, but... honestly, because of the way that things ended with them, and because Rory's still so unhappy, and there hasn't been any move to like, well, we can still be friends. Mm-hmm. I would say she shouldn't say anything. They should just leave it. And of course, Rory is like the most important person in both of their lives. So it's natural that it would come up. But yeah, I would be uncomfortable. But Rory also like, she hasn't told Lorelai, but does she tell Lane? No, right? She hasn't told anyone. As far as we know, I don't think she's told anybody. So not even Lane knows what happens. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is kind of breaking the girl code. But like at the same time, I understand being in the situation when Mm -hmm. you're friends with someone. But then they're also your best friend's ex-boyfriend, so how do I talk to this person anymore? Well, and when she says, do you think you'll get back together? Like, I don't think that's a conversation that you should have with him. That's such an awkward... Have you had that conversation with Rory? Yeah. Like, if you haven't yeah. had that conversation with Rory, you shouldn't have that conversation with Dean. Well, she's she wants to protect Rory. It's that, that sense, again, of Dean is the adult and Rory's a little kid. Yeah. Like, they're the same age, but somehow everyone always treats Dean like 
he knows what's going on. Mm-hmm. And Rory is this little tiny girl that we can't even. No, I I bet Rory and Lane have had that conversation of like the do you think you'll get back together conversation. Yeah. So I bet Lane knows yeah, how that would be Rory feels about it. And so she's just trying to like, well, how does Dean feel Matchmaker about it? Yeah. Maybe matchmake a little bit. See if she can salvage whatever happened between them. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, know. later Lane says that she doesn't even want to bring up Dean's name because she doesn't want to make Rory sad. So, I mean, I have no clue how much they've actually talked about it because Rory yeah. just doesn't want to talk about it. Like, full stop. The most we've seen her talk about it is Paris. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was like nice things. Which mm-hmm. is weird. Really yeah. weird. Yeah. Um. So Rory walks in and it's almost like Lane has a sixth sense. When she, like, looks to her left, I think it is, I, I fully expected Mrs. Kim to just be watching them. Staring. And then it's Rory. At them. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And Rory looks shell-shocked. Well, yeah. Like, devastated. I feel bad for Not her. Not a good year. Yeah. yeah. Like, I... The I'm fine is, oof. Rough, man. I mean, that's a shock. To walk in to like see your best friend expecting like a happy encounter and and you end up with and at this point Rory knows absolutely nothing about it like obviously she knows Lane and Dean are sitting on opposite sides of the table with books everywhere so it's kind of odd and she's already been told it's a science project but like mm-hmm. I don't know it just yeah it'd just be a huge shock to be like oh this is your it's, science partner it feels like a betrayal yeah I mean, it's enough to cause, like, quite a big fight between them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Especially when you're teenagers and you're not really, like, you don't know how to talk about that stuff yet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think Rory would have this thought, but I wonder if there was, like, a half-second thought of, wait, is there something more going on here? Like, I don't think it would grab hold, but I think there would be, like, a flip through before she'd be like, wait, no, there's no way. Yeah, Definitely. Yeah, when I was watching, I had the thought that I'm really glad that it didn't go that way. Mm-hmm. Because, like, that's the way that a lot of these teen shows would have it go. Right. Like, I've discovered my boyfriend and my ex together, and I'm going to assume, and it's going to be a big thing. Like, that would be the natural progression of a lot of she these does. shows. Her boyfriend and her ex. Her boyfriend and her ex. <laughs> oh, no, that's her, her best friend <laughs> That's like ex. a Gossip Girl kind of yeah. thing. <laughs> No, but I mean, like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That would be the natural yeah. progression of most of these, like, teenager shows. Yeah. But no, it's like, Rory's a little too smart for that at this point, because she's, you know, she's, like, very experienced in the, some ways and other ways she's not. But, well, and she does oh, have a really, Rory. really great friend in Lane, too. They, I mean, they mm-hmm. have that in each other. So even if it does flit in there for just a second, she, it, I feel like it would firmly be, like, put back in its place. Like, no, that's not a thing. That's not happening here. Well, regardless, Rory takes it badly. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. Lorelai does not help in the morning, but also... Who uh, is this peppy in the morning? Right? She's super bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. And the thing is, we've seen Rory try to wake up Lorelai in In almost the exact same manner. Like this? Yeah. Post-Max breakup. Actually, post-Dean breakup. Um, but I felt like this Rory is the closest we've gotten to pilot Rory, right? Because mm-hmm. we said in the pilot, we never really see Rory act this way again. But mm-hmm. no, in this episode, we definitely see that. Yeah, we, we see get a lot that of that attitude angst. come back. Mm-hmm. She's mean in this episode. She, she is. is. She's like she is. 
she's hard to like in this episode. And I know, again, it comes from a place of being hurt and upset and being a teenager. Right. Like, girl. Also, who who chooses to go to school over going to the mall with their mom, who is their best friend? Right? I would have taken Lorelai's I mean, offer. When you're in, in that bad of a mood and your overly peppy mom's wakes you up first thing in the morning true do you think i'm more pretty today than i was yesterday (laughs) like if i'm sulking over a breakup that's the last thing i want like nope yeah you're ugly today mom take me to school (laughs) lorelei um admits later that she's worried about talking about her own happiness Mm -hmm. because she doesn't want to bring down roy and yet she comes in with that yeah am i as pretty as i was yesterday or um, maybe I was just as pretty yesterday, but now I have self-esteem. Like, what are you talking about, Lorelai? I appreciate the confidence. <laughs> but I do agree with um, mental health days. Yeah. I oh, yeah. They're important. And I do think Roy needed one that mm-hmm. day. Um, maybe not to go to the mall, but maybe just stay home or go to the Star Hollow bookstore and just relax. Yeah. Because uh, school does not go great. No. No. Honestly, she should have stayed home because things just get so much worse. This is the first time we've seen Max in a little while. Like, we go in and out of seeing him and then hearing he's around and then not actually seeing him. But, man, he is back and he's, like, going to pick up where they left off. Norman and... can't decide. Is he crossing boundaries with this conversation? Like, is he aiming for stepdad conversation or teacher yes. conversation yeah, kind of feels that way it would be one it's thing, like a mix yeah right it would be one thing to be like hey i notice you've been distracted like and like do you want to talk about what's going on yeah and leave it at that but to go on and then be like you know your mom's told me that you're going through a breakup and if you want to talk that's where it goes beyond teacher because it's one thing to be like i'm commenting directly on the behavior that i see in my classroom when you are here as my student mm-hmm. and it's another thing to use information that is private yeah to like have a close conversation with essentially a child <laughs> that you're friends with with this conversation first off netflix i don't know if this is netflix fault or what's going on but there is another person <laughs> in that room yes a student just in the background um i, I think netflix it. does a bigger ratio I think she's a statue, because as far as I can see, this girl does not move. But I did actually want to back up a little bit. The girls. Oh, yeah. Paris and... mm -hmm. Paris, Madeline, and Louise. First off, are sitting in different places. Always. Tristan is nowhere to be found. It's It's high school. There's no assigned Um, seating in high school. They're uh... being trained for the professional world. Mm Mm-hmm. Where you definitely don't have an assigned workspace. Nope. Obviously, no, no, no. Max, you know, he's going on and on about um, Henry James. Yes. James Henry. Henry James. Henry James. And he asks Roy, because he sees that Roy is distracted, and nothing. So Paris drops her book. Mm -hmm. I think this was a nice thing from Paris. I think Paris was trying to be nice. I think so, too. It was framed like it was going to be a mean thing. But it was definitely like a throwing her a line kind of moment. Well, yeah. And I'm not sure either at this point that Paris really knows how to do something in it, what we would interpret as a nice way. So I can see mm-hmm. her like trying to do something to be nice. And it might come across of like, a, is that the best way you could have done that? But 
I agree with you guys. I think this is Paris well, trying to like throw throw her a bone. The yeah. last time they talked, uh, Paris was screaming at her. Yeah, mm-hmm. because of Tristan. And so, they like, kind of they're kind of rude on the way out the door too. Mm-hmm. Like when they all pass her, they all have like well, a little remark. To be fair, Rory was super rude to Paris. Oh yeah, like. Um, why don't we just stick a telescope on your head or something I like mean, that? I mean, I wrote down, oh, I yeah. still love that line. And put a dome over you? Put yeah. a dome over you and jam a telescope in your head. Because she'd made an observation. <laughs> so yeah, now Rory's just not having a good day. Mm-hmm. She's insulted like three people already. That we've seen. <laughs> and then Max spills the beans that he's kind of dating her mom again. Yeah, and he doesn't know that it's a secret. No. Like, nope. So, in some ways, I think that that, like, letting that information out, he is not trying to, he's not trying to tell a secret. Yeah. He assumes that she knows. Yeah. I, I really and so do I can't think fault him for that. Max is coming from a good place in this conversation. Mm-hmm. Whether it's the best time or place for that conversation, I don't know. Especially since there's already somebody in the classroom just <laughs> eavesdropping on the whole thing, I guess. <laughs> In my mind, it's Paris. I will, yeah, I'll yikes. give points to Max on this, and that I do think he's coming from a good place, and I do think he's just trying to help. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, there, there's no, like, malice in this. He's yeah. not trying to be inappropriate at all. It's just, he's he sees her struggling, and he genuinely wants to help her. Yeah. And we know he cares about her. Like, later on in this episode, we'll see him come in to help save the day, kind of, but, mm-hmm. you know, she's just not in a good place. So, speaking of helping people, yeah, Lorelai has bought so much so much at this mall so yep like a couple gifts for rachel and then like a million bags i mm-hmm. i looked this up okay so i'm assuming new- lorelei went into new york city for bloomingdale's is there a bloomingdale's in the oh. area outside of new york city in or in jersey somewhere there in might be like a nice shopping center I have no in idea. yeah probably i don't i don't know i just know bloomingdale's is a big new york city thing so i wondered if she went into there to go shopping but so you see the tag on one of these suits that comes out. It says Boss. So it's a Hugo mm-hmm. Boss suit. So as of now, one okay. of these suits at absolute minimum, they had some on sale for 50 per- 50% off, was $200, which is not mm-hmm. bad, especially for a Hugo Boss suit. That's assuming she got literally the cheapest one. Well, mm-hmm. 6,000 million percent 600, off. 600,000 million percent <laughs> off. But yep. there's at least two in there, right? Well, she's got like there's options. A blazer. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's like there's a suit. There's a separate jacket. There's pants. There's, there's sweaters. He didn't even give her a limit. Yeah, she really went overboard. The suit itself, I'm assuming, is going to come with pants and a blazer. So everything else mm-hmm. is going to have to be like she put easily a thousand dollars onto his credit card without even thinking about it. Without even asking. I'd say that's a line being crossed. <laughs> right. That's not a line. That's like a state being crossed. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's like, that's like a crime. Right? <laughs> She's stolen from this man. That's like grand larceny. Yeah. But, I mean, he looks great. He does. He he looks great. And she buys the camera bag and the book, which I thought was a thoughtful. really nice looking camera bag. I do too. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm jealous of Lorelai's gift giving abilities at this point. Mm-hmm. And I love that it's like, there's the personal touch and then there's the, like, useful thing. Mm-hmm. But... Rachel is a photographer. Are you telling me that Luke could not come up with the idea to do a camera bag? And yes, I know she has the nylon one or whatever, but 
It feels so obvious. Like, how could you th- well, she miss already that, has one. I mean, I'm yeah. not going to lie. I am particularly bad at gifts. So, like, mm. I can see Luke not thinking of it because I'm not sure I would <laughs> think of it. Yeah. I loved when um she's like, smell the leather. And he's like, I'm absolutely not going to do that. And then he, like, takes right? it. <laughs> it's really cute. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I love that the diner is open. Yes, and they're while just they're trying on clothes. It's Small fun. town for you, huh? <laughs> and then um, I can put on my own belt, but he definitely lo- misses a loop, so she starts to fix it. Mm-hmm. And that's when Rachel comes in. Like, imagine Rachel's, that scene. Kudos to Rachel. Rachel's here. expression is interesting here too. Yeah, I feel like this actress does a really good job because it's. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute, what? Okay, no, it's fine. Yeah. Oh, okay, that's... Yep, she's dressing him. There's, like, a okay. lot going on on her face, and... Yeah, she's very expressive I mean... here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she gives Luke, like, a... Really? What's going on? Yeah, like... Mm-hmm. That was weird. Like... I was trying to picture, like, what if my best friend, who lives out of state, so this would be especially wild, what if I came home... And my best friend was dressing my boyfriend, right? Mm-hmm. In in a way that he is fully dressed and she's assisting. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm pretty confident in my best friend and my boyfriend of 10 years. But I would still be like, what are you doing? Like, this is weird. Yeah. yeah. So This is super weird. When Sean and I first got together, he has a female friend that he's known his entire life. They're really good friends. I love her. She's an absolute sweetheart. But that's kind of what I put in on, like, what would I do if I walked in and she was, like, dressing him? I would be really uncomfortable. I would start thinking, wait a minute, is there something going on here? Like, and not in a million years would I it's ever just, it's think. It's very intimate. Like, right now yeah. that there'd be anything between them. But, like, that moment. I do think the diner being open. Helps. Makes and it a little doing better. It in mm-hmm. public, yeah, helps. Yeah. So moving on from the diner, we go outside and school is finished. Rory's arriving. Lane is there with coffee. Waiting with two cups of coffee. Mm-hmm. A peace offering. Who yeah. apologized. Yeah. She's so cute in that scene. She's trying. And Rory gets off the bus as a woman on a mission to just make everybody else as miserable as her. Yeah. Well, everyone keeps talking to her. Teenage angst. So. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, but Rory's right. People need to stop protecting her, but way harsh. Yeah. Way harsh, man. Yeah. I don't think that any of what she does is excused because her decisions are very, like, literally, I don't think she knew what she was doing until she was there at her grandparents' house. But this entire string of events is just not a great moment. But I do want to give props to Alexis because I think her acting in this, even though I don't like the character and the character's actions, Alexis does a great job of portraying Rory as, like, so internally, like, just fed up and frustrated. Like, the way she holds her body and, like, the way they did her hair. Like, everything about it, she's just, she's, like, on the edge. And nobody seems to see that she is on the edge until she's gone off the edge, you know? Yeah. I'm going to say something controversial. I know Jesse keeps saying, like, um, and Emily, that Rory's not likable in these scenes. I think Rory's the most relatable in these scenes. I think for the first time she's cracked. Yeah. Um, and we see some real emotion here. And she's not being portrayed as this perfect little girl. 
Uh, I think as a teenager watching this, I would have understood her yeah. pretty well. No, I would agree. Likeable, no, but relatable, definitely. Yeah, definitely realistic. I mean, she's heartbroken, and she's yeah. been holding it in, and sure, she had one night of wallowing, and as far as we know, that's all she had. Mm-hmm. That's all she might have let herself had. And as far as we know, she hasn't really vented to anybody as to what happened. So it's all just bottling up, and well... This is where it overflows. She throws away the coffee, guys. Oh, she does. She throws it away. And that's like, that's when she snapped. <laughs> and it's like, nobody should talk to her. She just needs to have her own space. And then, of course, she doesn't get to have her Lorelei. own space. I'm completely with Rory in that conversation of, it's always some huge thing. You can't just say, hey, let's talk. Because this is like, yeah. what is it, like 20 seconds of talking before she finally gets to her point? <laughs> is what it feels like? Yeah. And you know what it this scene gave me was that Jess, not Jess co-host, but Jess' future mm-hmm. boyfriend, and Rory are very similar. Like, a lot of people think that they're very different, right? Mm-hmm. The good girl and the bad boy. No, they have very similar personalities, actually. Yeah. I could totally see Jess doing all of the same things that she did right there. I mean, they both internalize oh, yeah. a lot. The eye roll, all of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then we get to Hartford. <sighs> Well, well, we get to, yeah. you're going to break up anyways. That was like, so oh my cares? gosh, that was so mean. Such a cruel thing to say. It really was. Especially considering it's true. Yeah. <laughs> but without even <laughs> but I mean, knowing that, like. That's what you do best is what she said. Yeah. That's like a hot poker. I don't know how Lorelai is like, okay with all that. Like, obviously she says like, I need an apology. Mm-hmm. Right. But later on, she's. She's over it. Like, those were way harsh. Yeah. I yeah. Know. I Well, it's. I think it's one of those things where, like, the things you say when you're angry, like, you either have to, like, sit down and, like, really talk about those things, or you have to be like, I was angry when I said those things. I am so sorry. Like, that's not what I meant. Mm-hmm. And then you just move forward. Because otherwise, you're trapped in that. Rory doesn't move forward. Rory just straight up leaves. Ugh. Goes to Hartford. Yeah. Can I yep. just say, though, like, Emily looks amazing in this scene. Like, I love this outfit <laughs> oh my that gosh. she's wearing. Yeah, I have thoughts. <laughs> um, you know what I love about Emily, what we learn about Emily? This is the first time, the first indication that she's not just a housewife. Yeah. She's doing other things. She is mm-hmm. the president she's the president of the Horticultural, Horticultural Society. Society. Yeah. yeah. Trying to save, like, the... Which is the awesome. Be with some uh, kind of fancy pansy. pansy. <laughs> I thought there was a nice juxtaposition of Emily helping Richard with his tie and not being able to, and Lorelai helping Luke with his mm-hmm. belt and not being able to as well. I yeah. Was cute. Neither of these women well, know how to dress men. No. <laughs> and it's also, it's nice because Rory shows up completely unannounced, completely unexpected, mm-hmm. and, like, Emily is immediately like, I got this girl. Like, Richard, come pay the man. <laughs> like, she just mm-hmm. drops everything mm-hmm. here. She yeah. does. But we've been talking about... I thought it was a wonderful moment of grandma. It, yeah. Yeah, we've been talking about this, like, transition from stranger to grandma that's been going on. And this is, like, full-on grandma. Like, doesn't matter we had plans. We are here for you. Can I make you food? Let's get something for this yes. girl. Yeah. Grandma's full-on grandma. Grandpa is in a different <laughs> world right now. I love Richard in this scene, though. Do you want a cocktail? <laughs> Richard? Oh, no. Say something encouraging, Richard. 
Uh, sorry your heart is broken, but great I timing. applaud your timing. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> like, he's I'm... just so relieved to not... Th- that shows you how much he does not want to go to this event tonight, is he would rather deal mm-hmm. with a moody teenage girl than go to this event. Absolutely. Because Rory just wants to disappear. I mean, yeah. if anything, she's embodying her mother right now. Oh, like, oh yeah. That's yeah. Lorelai in the scene. That's, I mean, that's the whole thing. It's like, when Lorelai needed to get away from her parents, she ran away. And when Rory needs to get away from her mom, she runs to her grandparents. And we're going to see like, that there again. there is such a parallel. And, yeah. yeah. Oh, I know. Does God, anybody, I hate it. But. Does anybody else think they're like, I, I love that Emily just takes her in and i'm gonna take care of you but i hate how she handles lorelei or how she deals with lorelei yeah yes like this is one of the probably one of the biggest hypocritical moments we have from emily because we see in the future with mia of well if some if my daughter showed up i want you to send her home well rory shows Mm. up and emily calls lorelei and is like nope she's here for the night she's fine We'll deal with it later. Yeah. She's fine. Let me take that care of her. That Emily won't let her talk to Rory. Yeah. I think that oh is, God, like, super inappropriate. It's like, even mean. though you're the grandma, it's, yeah, it's... Because Lorelai is panicking. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. She doesn't know where her daughter is. She's gone. Suki yeah. is going up and down to town. Doesn't get a phone call right away, by the way, when she finds out. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. And Max is even there. Mm-hmm. Like... Okay. So I wanted to say something about that. I have obviously seen this episode before, but so when Lorelai gets home and realizes Rory is not there, we kind of skipped over this. Oh, yeah, Lorelai gets home, realizes Rory is not there, and she panics because the last time this happened was with Dean on the dance night. Yep. And remember how panicked she was? This is the second time that she's had this happen. And so Lorelai's panicking. Suki comes in. Suki's obviously canvassing the town. And then the door opens, and my brain told me, oh, Luke is here to help. Before Max walked yeah. in, my brain said, oh, of course, Luke. Because of course, Luke. Like, when we see Luke later, mm-hmm. and Lorelai tells him, oh, Rory ran away, he's immediately like, what? What? Uh, what? <laughs> he wants to help. He needs to get in there. But my brain was like, oh, of course, Luke's going to walk through the door. And then it was Max, and I was like, oh, yeah, Max. Well, she's not going to tell Luke right now because they had that awkward moment and she's Luke is not available right now for her. I'm wondering yeah. if Lorelai realized so. she kind of crossed a boundary a little bit between him and Rachel and so she's yeah. just taking a step back. Yeah, that would be a smart thing to do. And technically Max is her like Max is her beloved thing. right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Emily should have 100% passed that phone and I do agree that Emily overstepped but in her mind she's the mom. She's mega mom. Mm-hmm. And Lorelai's minor mom. Yeah. So like, uh, she's like, I can do, I can tell you what to do, especially about your kid, because you're my kid. Yeah. That's her thought process. And while I don't think it was appropriate for for Emily to keep them from talking, I do think that they probably both were, like, the conversation was better for having had that space the next day, because I think mm-hmm. that it would have been really, like, Lorelai would have been upset. Rory would have still been mad. Mm-hmm. I think the conversation could have gone a totally different way than it does the next day where they just hug and it's like, what happened? I think yeah. it would have been a different conversation if they'd had it on the phone that night. If I agree. Yeah, if they had had it on the phone that night, it would have been a Lorelai of what were you thinking? Just mm-hmm. immediately freak mm-hmm. out and yelling. And then Rory, of course, getting super been aggressive. Yeah. 
yeah. it would have been the dance night all over again. Yeah, she's caught by oh, her yeah. mom when her kid is doing something wrong, like the same thing happening. Mm-hmm. I thought the breakfast scene was kind of cute. Like yes. Roy fits in really well in this life. Um, I like that they showed that right away because it makes sense later on in season five and six and seven how well she fits in this life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, a lamb sandwich, though, is not my idea of a good sandwich. But, you know, to each their own. Yeah. Well, I mean, she's used to having fancy food when she goes to her grandparents. I don't know if she goes for the lamb. She does say strudel, though, right? We know she, she gets strudel. I think she's just taking Richard's advice because he yeah. says, oh, you have to do the lamb. It's awesome. Yeah, it's and also joke. get the strudel. So I took it as a, like an, okay, just do it all kind of. Yeah. Comment. And I love the Pop-Tart moment. Well, I'll have her whip one up. Right. Oh, Grandma. <laughs> like, oh, Emily, I wish you knew what a Pop-Tart was. Yeah. Did we ever um, see Emily eat a Pop-Tart? Uh, I think Not so, so far. I don't even think she knows what a Pop-Tart is. Oh, definitely not. Yeah. She didn't realize what frozen pizza was. <laughs> Um, but breakfast on Stars Hollow, uh, Lorelai goes to Luke, mm-hmm. she tells Luke, Luke freaks out, there's a media freak out, but then, you know, everything's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it turns to Dean. That yeah. This is Dean's fault. And what I loved was um, Lorelai saying, I should key his car, and Luke being like, no, you should key Taylor's car and tell him <laughs> yep, Dean yes. did it, because that's great. Luke is mm-hmm. that's even worse. Oh, and tell him he littered. <laughs> yeah. And doesn't have his dog on a leash. <laughs> <laughs> I love uh, that. But this leads to a scene that we've kind of already alluded to, talked about a little bit, where Lorelai cannot help but go in because she sees Dean working in dozies. Mm-hmm. She literally mm-hmm. cannot help herself. She goes back, she goes back, she goes back. Finally, she goes in. And she attacks, again, I have to say it, this child. Yeah, and she attacks him as if she was talking to I mean, a friend. At least she ex. doesn't physically attack him. No, she verbally attacks him. Yes. Luke's already done the physical attacking. <laughs> um, but no, again, it feels very much like two adults talking about Rory the child. Mm-hmm. And I hate mm-hmm. this about the, the Lorelai Dean relationship because they treat Rory like this baby and they're these grownups who know everything. Yeah. And they have that weird tension that I still don't like. Um, yeah. He's so tall, by the way. Like, <laughs> he, like, towers over her. Mm-hmm. It's so funny having this, like, short little... She's not short. She's, like, a tall woman mm-hmm. yelling at this taller man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who's not a man. He's a boy. Um, But he explains that, you know, he's tired of everyone looking at him like the villain when all he did was say, I love you. Which I have problems with, because he was yeah. kind of an ass that night. Yeah, like, it was not, Rory did not choose to break up. No. It's like, no, it's not that you said I love you and she didn't say it back. It's that you said I love you, she didn't say it back, and you started verbally attacking her for how she handles mm-hmm. her own emotions. That's why yeah. you broke up. Yeah. Well, I guess it's not why they broke up, but it, it ended up in basically Dean can't handle when he doesn't get what he wants. Yeah, it's why yeah. he dumped her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Lorelai is immediately like, oh, this answers everything. Yep. And like, so like rushes. Lorelai, really? Yeah. <laughs> rushes to Hartford um, mm-hmm. to try to find Rory. And Emily is like super concerned about Rory. She's giving a pl- play-by-play about everything. Ugh. Yes. <laughs> it's so Which funny. is very sweet. 
Which is also yeah. kind of counter to her being like, I'm not going to let you talk to her. But, like, the second that she's there in person, she's like, wait, I'm catching you up on everything. Telling you everything. I saw the aspirin out, aspirin bottle out in her bathroom, so I think she took it. And I don't think she slept well. And uh. She said she wasn't hungry, but I had her get, get a snack anyway. Like, I don't know oh if she's ate it or not. She's locked in her room now. So Lorelai goes in, and Rory immediately hugs her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. I think Lorelai is really understanding here, mm-hmm. and she's really wise. That whole concept of I'm still learning, I didn't think about the fact that I'm also teaching you. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. It's so, it's like, that's such a great line. It is. I yeah. really loved it. I love it. It is really good. I, I had a, I, I didn't write it down very well and I did this yesterday. So now I forget what my whole thought was, but I, I love that idea from Lorelai. I love how wise Lorelai is, but I felt like Rory kind of disagreed with her a little bit. With her saying that I'm still trying to figure this out. But I'm like, no, Rory, like, your whole conversation to Dean was like, have you seen my life with my mom? Like, how we handle these things? So it's like, mm-hmm. Lorelai hits the nail on the head with what Rory told Dean. And then Rory's like, no, that's not it. It's like, no, but it it was. It like, is that's it. what you said. Yeah. yeah. Especially in Lorelai's point of view of, like, you know, I'm still trying to figure out myself. Mm-hmm. And... You're 16 years old. You don't have to have it figured out, but I don't want you to be me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I think was really big of Lorelai to be like, I love that you have my eyes, but I don't want you to have my relationships. Yeah. Yeah. My The only thing I wish I would have seen would have been Lorelai drilling into her just a little more of like, you cannot run away. Leave a note, mm-hmm. leave something like this is just, that's not okay. Um, yeah. But I, I also would have loved to see Rory relate to Lorelai with how Dean treated her afterwards. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. that's not even addressed the how not okay his reaction was at this yeah. point. I agree completely. I think that's why Lorelai loves Dean so much mm-hmm. is because Rory omits all the bad things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Lorelai just sees the good. Which it's a human it's thing like, to do. I've known I know I've done that in my life of I don't I don't want to mm-hmm. talk bad about my significant other because I don't want other people to not like them. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. it's human. I Especially get it. Especially your mom or something. Yeah. <laughs> Although Lorelai going on her little Hanson uh, interlude was not <laughs> not needed. <laughs> the best. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, sure, Lorelai. <laughs> okay. Um, what I did love was that Rory really loves her grandparents, and her grandparents really love her. Yeah. Even though. Emily and Lorelai are always going to have that tension. At least it's not there between them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I will say this whole situation with, you know, Rory being in a really bad place and needing to get away and, like, she has this magical place to get away to, it kind of felt like in Harry Potter, every time they, like, learn a spell and then uh, the answer to the big problem is that spell they just learned. Like yeah. It's like... We have this big problem and oh finally I had a place to get away to and I have this great bedroom full of 98 degrees in sync and the backside boys. <laughs> Just a Justin poster. It was great. Um so they drive home and so Rory I, and- real quick, I'm yeah. very sorry. That I, I made comments on this throughout it, but the timeline, I was trying to figure out the timeline of this of this week. So like Lane mm-hmm, and Rory okay. go to Dosies in the beginning and oh it's Wednesday. Dean's not there on Wednesdays. Okay. Yes. So, but then the fight is the next day? 
It's Thursday. Thursday. Yeah. Because she says tomorrow you're coming to dinner at 7. No. So the fight with oh, Lorelai right. and Rory would have been the next day, would which should have been... been on a Thursday because Rory goes, mm-hmm. is, it a Thurst- is it a Wednesday? So she can't go in there. But she spends the night. Right. She goes to school. And then as they're leaving the next day, so I guess at this point what should oh, have been Friday, Friday is I'll been... see you oh. tomorrow for dinner. Oh, you're right. They got They got confused on the timeline. <laughs> Because I was trying really hard. I'm like, gotcha. well, if it's not Wednesday, then what day is it? Lorelai and Max have their date for Saturday night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then also when Rory gets there. <laughs> so she's overbooked again. <laughs> when Rory gets to the Gilmore house, um, Emily says, or Emily or Richard, one of them says something about, okay, the horticultural event tonight. We have another event tomorrow night. So I'm like, well, it can't be Friday because mm-hmm. they can't be, toward the next day can't be yeah. Friday. Oh, this is all very Weird. good points. Yeah, yeah, literally none of it makes sense. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I, it's another black hole, but I just want to throw it out there. Um, but yeah, they drive home. Whatever day it is, they drive no home. no idea. <laughs> and uh, Rory asks to be let go um, so that she can talk to Lane. And they mm-hmm. make up. And they have a hug, and it kind of made me teary-eyed the first time I watched it. Oh, I was just Aww. like, I need you guys to be okay. Yeah, they are. I think that's what's great about best friends is I think Lane knew not to take any of these attacks personally. Like, Rory's hurting. She just needs to process. Mm-hmm. And obviously yeah. she'll come back and apologize. And she did. So they could just hug it out and be best friends again. And then Lorelai. And there's a pizza waiting at home. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. Well, Lorelai never orders the pizza. She just goes home, calls Max, is like, I'm going to call everybody in my phone book and let them know we're together. And then she literally does it? Like, how awkward are these phone calls? <laughs> That's like... And then she actually starts calling people. That's amazing. Yeah. Oh, Lord. I will say, Max had... <laughs> it's only a Laurel, I think. Max had a point when he's like, you haven't brought it up with anybody that we're back together? Mm-hmm. Like, I understand not telling Rory, but Suki? Yeah. Yeah, right? I'd be excited. And he's like, yeah, it took me two days for it to naturally come up. <laughs> like, which is totally fair. Well, and Suki and Lorelai have completely random conversations all the time, too. Or not random, but, like, Lori, Lorelai comes in and she's like, I have this bit of news to tell you. Like, mm-hmm. there, it's, there's mm-hmm. no natural segues in a lot of their conversations. It's, I have this news to tell you. Let me tell yeah. you. But, yeah, that was, uh, P.S. I look. Da, da, da. <laughs> I look. Still um, can't say it. Town person of the week, guys. Who are we giving it, giving it to? Hmm. I struggled a bit with this episode. Yeah? I mean, I think there is potential for Max to get it. Because apart from the fact that, like, yes, we think he may be pushing some some lines with the conversation with Rory, everything he did was very generous, very kind. He was trying to help her. He didn't realize that Lorelai has been not telling anybody about them. And then it seems like he was right to Stars Hollow as soon as he mm-hmm. found out that Rory was missing. So stand-up guy, if nothing else, this week. That that um, would have been my vote. Really? My choice is Lorelai. I think that she like she was upbeat. She did something for her friend. Um, kind of got a little weird with her friend, but, you know, <laughs> it's fine. Um <laughs> And she was, you know, panicking over her daughter. She didn't yell at her daughter for running away. Mm-hmm. Like, many parents would have yelled at their kid for running away. Instead of, she looked at the root of the problem. So, yeah. I don't know. 
But she did it by yelling at a child. <laughs> she did yell at a 16-year-old kid, so... <laughs> I don't know, like... I think Lorelai handled the whole running away thing very well for the most part, but I don't think she drilled down enough on the whole, like, you cannot do this. Like, mm-hmm. you caused so much panic and pain from doing this. I don't think she did enough there to really, you know, like, drive that into Rory. Um, mm-hmm. Well, I'm outvoted, so I'm cool with it. Max can win. Yeah. Just for being a stand-up guy. <laughs> yeah. he, he genuinely... Yeah, yeah. He didn't really know he was going to do anything wrong. He didn't know he was going to set Rory off. And then he tried to help the situation. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Honorary Townsperson of the Week. Yay, Max. Max Medina. Yay. Congrats. Hey, so after Townsperson of the Week, we have reference. What do we have this week, Emily? So this week we have the reference <laughs> up with people. Lorelai says something to Rory about being up. What am I, up with people? I think it's... Rory is being super sour and teenagery. Yes. Um. And <laughs> Lorelai says, "Does up with people know about you?" Yeah, that's it. Thank you. That is true. I did not comment. I did not write that much down, <laughs> so I'm sorry. Yeah. So <laughs> no Lorelai says, "Troy, up with people." So the first headline that comes up if you Google "up with people," Google tries to autofill in cult. So that's mm-hmm. exactly where this is starting. The first article that comes up is the gayish quasi-cult that invented the Super Bowl halftime show, which, I mean, that is... Interesting. That's a headline grabber if I've ever seen one. Right? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Not sure I'm a huge fan of the wording, but I guess it yeah, did its something job. Something for everyone, though. So, Up With People is a group that started in the 60s. It is an ensemble of clean-cut youngsters who sang and danced to upbeat songs written expressly to counter the cynicism of counterculture. So, like, literally, their whole point is to be like, no, let's be happy. Don't be sad. Be <laughs> happy. Is this Glee before Glee? This is before well, Glee. Let's not talk about Glee. <laughs> <laughs> this is definitely before Glee. Um, so the big thing with the halftime show is they are the first, like, I guess pop group that would have been a halftime show at the Super Bowl. Everything before this was like high school marching bands and university marching bands, um, university shows. So it was never like the big thing it is now up until Mm -hmm. 1976 in Miami during the bicentennial tribute show is called 200 years and just a baby. This is for the country, okay. by the way. 1976, so 200 <laughs> years from the Declaration of Independence. Wow. But yeah, so as that goes on, though, Up With People is apparently very full of gay men. I guess the majority of them were not straight. So there was a little bit of irony going involved to be like, hey, be like these people during a time when being gay is super 100% not okay, unfortunately. Uh, so if you ever want a wild ride... Read about up with people. There is, <laughs> it is a wild ride. Honestly, reading about it kind of like reminded me of the Brady Bunch. Like you watch the Brady oh. Bunch, and it's this perfect, mm-hmm. perfectly mixed together mm-hmm. stepmom, stepdad. But no, and they're all mom Greg and dad. Greg and Marsha are secretly. Oh no, not together. Greg and Marsha. <laughs> Greg and Carol. So oldest brother and the mom. I thought it was Marsha doing it. I I think there was something with Marsha too. Honestly, I think Greg got around, but. Either yeah, way, I don't believe anything you saw on TV. 
honestly, ever. <laughs> Never. Ever, ever. That's very true. After references, we have books. Reading books with Emily. Yeah, so this week's book, we have a couple of books mentioned and seen this week. So the first book, when Lane comes out of Dosey's, Rory's sitting on the sidewalk and she's reading Ulysses by James Joyce. Um, We also have a call, Lorelai buys a book called Out of Africa for Rachel, the story of Isak Dennison, which is a, a memoir of time in Africa. And then we also have Max mention Henry James. So he mentions a couple of times, you know, pick your book, but he does say specifically art of fiction is one that they should all read. And he goes on kind of his own monologue about how great this book is. Um, but what I'm going to work focus on is Ulysses by James Joyce. So Ulysses is a modernist novel by Irish writer James Joyce. So I kind of took a little bit of irony in that um, the book we discussed last week was banned in Ireland. Grapes of Wrath. <laughs> anyway. So Ulysses is a, is a novel written by James Joyce. It was first serialized in the American journal, The Little Review. So it started in March 1918 and went through December of 1920 before it was then published in its entirety in Paris in 1922. Uh, and it was actually published on his 40th birthday. You know, happy birthday. But it chronicles the appointments and encounters of the itinerant, itinerant Leopold Bloom in Dublin in the course of an ordinary day in 1904. So it takes place about 15 years before it was written. And it's based, so U- Ulysses is, I guess, the Latinized version of Odysseus. And so this book itself pulls a lot of parallels to Homer's Odysseus. Which, I don't know, like, about you guys, but that was probably one of the biggest books in high school. Yeah. And we didn't even read all of it. I never like, read it. We had to read sections. I, yeah, we had to read it. Mm-hmm. Um, Nobody. No, yeah. So, the the book itself, if you liked if you liked the Odyssey, if you have read it, it is still very long. It's not as long as Homer's Odyssey, but there are a lot of parallels in this story versus what you see in the Odyssey. It's a very coming of age, long tales, long stories, long travels kind of book. Um, completely random. One of the characters' name is Telemachus, and Charlie is obsessed with this cartoon on Disney called Bluey, and one of the little kids in it whenever they ha- not whenever but a lot of the times when they have to like pick a play name like no my name's telemachus and i'm sitting here thinking Aww. like did this four-year-old dog read this book because <laughs> this is not a normal name no but the writer certainly did <laughs> but yeah so ulysses by james joyce published in 1922 written over the course of 1918 to 1920 it's a very odyssey-esque book it has a lot of tributes to that it throws a lot of um it has a lot of throwbacks to it but yeah that is what worry was reading when she got smacked in the face with a bag of chips <laughs> that's what it does unfortunately in that same scene she's wearing her chilton uniform which is not very fashion forward but i'm sure jess has some fashion forward for us welcome to jess's fashion corner well, I actually really appreciated this episode because Rory kind of wore her Chilton uniform throughout, so I was able to focus on everybody else's clothing. Um, 
And I have to say, this was a really stellar fashion episode for me for Lorelai. I think that Lorelai had that some... dress. Right? Okay, we're going to get to it. Um, I do want to say quickly, because right off the bat we jump in, you guys know I love a light denim shirt on Luke. And not only does Luke give us a light denim shirt, Luke gives us a dark denim shirt at the end. So we get light, we get dark, it's all good. Real quick, I found it very interesting that Luke has only the bottom two buttons of that denim shirt buttoned. A little weird. It's a choice. I mean, it looked great on him. It was just interesting. I've never seen anybody, like, actively choose to wear a shirt like that, I guess. Well, and it's funny. I recently saw that, uh, like, I don't know, young people these days, which makes me sound a lot older than I am. I just (laughs) turned 29. Um, Are buttoning, like, the last button on oversized shirts behind them so that it falls really nice. So, like, you would put the Hmm. shirt on, like, a regular shirt. But then instead of buttoning it in the front, you would just pull it behind you, button the last button, and then it falls like in a really nice, blousy, flattering way. Interesting. Fashion tip. Maybe Luke was out. trying to do that and he did it wrong. <laughs> he forgot. He forgot. I Wait, do not where, think so. Where do I button this again? Um, <laughs> but but okay, I like the so thought. Lorelai is wearing kind of two main outfits in this episode. There's one in the middle. It's kind of blah. But the first outfit she wears is stunning it is either a dress that has a red and white print top um and a red skirt or it's separate either way it's awesome it's a sleeveless top with a red and white floral print and then a uh, red skirt and she has a low ponytail and she has a matching red lip that's like the same color red and then to like amp this up even more she puts a beige trench coat over it when she's just walking around Stars Hollow with a beautiful bunch of flowers in her arms. And I wrote in my notes, Lorelai is such goals in that moment when she runs into Luke outside of the the cat store. She looks Because she's phenomenal. just so glamorous, right? Like She looks really pretty. She looks incredible. This outfit. It's it's stunning. It's like I wish I could look like that a thousand percent. Um I do wanna <laughs> Sad to say, we do see Lane again dressed like a waiter. Um, that button up all the way up. But I did like the color more. Yes. But we do see her briefly when she's just hanging out with Rory. That shirt is unbuttoned and she does have a like a band shirt underneath. So mm-hmm. I like to know that even when she is all the way buttoned up to the neck, you know that she's got a band tee underneath that Mrs. Kim does not know about. I know that was a that. fun little character moment. And this is why I've decided that every time we see Elaine super buttoned up, it's because she has a band tee. She can't risk Mrs. Kim be like, what are you wearing underneath that? What is that t-shirt? I love that. I think that's canon. Yep. <laughs> um, Rory, like I said again, she wears her Chilton uniform for the most part. We do see her in pajamas at one point. Actually, we see her in pajamas twice. But in the first time we see her in pajamas, she has Paul Frank pajamas, which we've already seen that brand on Lorelai earlier this season. And Paul Frank is that blue with the monkey. The monkey's name, I believe, is Julius. I think it's it was the same super shirt. hot. Like I, I was think wondering, that's the same shirt. Is it the same one? Okay, yeah. They they share everything. Um. Then we have Lorelai's going shopping look which is the one in the middle that I didn't love so much. Uh, And her shopping look is 
like a purple and pink floral shirt over a pink camisole with some pants. It just, I feel like her other look stood out to me so much in this episode that that one felt kind of filler. Um, Rachel in her brief moment is in purple. I think that purple to Rachel is baby blue to Lorelai. Like, Rachel wears purple and Lorelai wears baby blue. Uh, I do want to talk about Emily's look. Uh, Emily, our co-host, already alluded to it, but when Rory shows up at the Gilmore's seniors' home, oh my gosh, Emily looks phenomenal. So she's got she a... Really does. It's either a long black dress or a long skirt with a sweater top over it, and it's got this wide sequin collar. But when I say that this is the most elegant I've ever seen sequins, like, this is incredible. I love it. Touching on the last outfit, which I love, is Lorelai's going-to-get-her-girl outfit, which is flared jeans, a gray t-shirt, and a green, like, denim jacket and boots. I would wear that every single day. I think she looks great in it, super flattering, super young and hip, um, but also good mom wear. So that is our fashion. I want to make one note because we didn't say it in the episode. Um, so I wanted to say it in fashion. Luke is wearing the belt that Lorelai buys. Yes. Him. Yes. So he's got the hat and the belt. <laughs> he says he yeah. needed it, but did he really? Did he really? Like the blue hat? Or is he like just wearing hat. it because Lorelai got it for him? <laughs> yeah. No worse dressed, best dressed by far is Lorelai. Um, and I would steal everything from my favorite two outfits. So yeah, that was fashion. Awesome. And after fashion, we have Stars Hollow Speaks. Like usual, you guys have been awesome. We love how much we are getting comments and messages um, and we have another five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Yay! Uh, and that is from Ashmiski. I'm sorry if I'm saying that wrong. Um, but they say, amazing rewatch pod. This is everything I could have wanted from a rewatch podcast. As a GG super fan, I'm loving the detailed breakdown of each episode, the discussion around characters, fashion, etc., and especially the bonus info on books and references. I missed so many references watching it when I was younger, so I really love filling in those gaps. I truly feel like I'm sitting with friends chatting about my favorite show for each of the episodes and look forward to the new stuff every week. Keep it up. Thank you so much. Five-star reviews are a Thank really you. great way to get our pod out there, so keep them coming. We love them. That was just so sink and sweet. Like, it made my day reading that. Like, I was <laughs> at work just smiling, and my coworkers like, what are you smiling at? I was like, nothing. <laughs> so, okay, guys. Imagine this. It's 2 o'clock in the morning. You can't sleep. You open up your phone, and you think, let me just check the Gilmore Girls Reddit, see what they posted. And you come across someone talking about your podcast. So sweet. And that is Raquel. Uh, she says, this podcast is so good. If you want an in-depth modern discussion of your favorite show, listen to Town Meeting with Sandra, Emily, and Jess. It's wonderful and like chatting on this Reddit, but in podcast form. I cannot recommend it enough. I've been binging it and their little jingles are always running through my head. Well done, ladies. Thank you so much. Like You have no idea how nice this was to hear. You know, editing is not always the piece of cake that we make it seem it is <laughs> and sometimes we do get a little overwhelmed but getting these comments definitely help um, oh yeah at least with me it was 
it was really, really nice to get. Um, and actually, Raquela messaged us on Instagram later on, um, and she was talking about Suki. So she was saying about how cool it is that Suki is her ideal character, um, who's, you know, like a thicker build, um, and she doesn't get made fun of, doesn't have her weight be a focal point of the character. I agree completely. I'm a thicker girl myself. So, like, Suki was always, like, such an inspiration for me. It was never the point. Uh, like, so many other shows, I feel like being fat or being overweight or being thicker, it's your whole characteristic as a character. Not Suki. Suki's so well-written, and I really love her. Um, so, Raquel, thank you so much for reaching out, both on Reddit and on Instagram. Yes, thank you. Thank you. So, and of course, last we have Taisha on Instagram again. We put out a story just asking for some thoughts on this episode, and we heard from Taisha. She goes, I'm not sure why they always treat Ori like a five-year-old. Just tell her the truth. Girl. Yes. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> So she said, I never understood it. Yes, Rory is lovely and innocent, but she doesn't need to be coddled. She is 16. Yeah. You are so right, Taisha. Thank you so much again for messaging us on Instagram and giving us your thoughts. We continue to love to hear from you guys. It makes our weeks, makes our days so much. Yep. And to tie up this episode, um, we're going to talk about coffee. Now, coffee... <laughs> There was a crime against coffee. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what's bad is that I marked it off thinking, well, they only ever take a sip anyways. She's about to take a sip and then she throws it out. <laughs> so I had to cross out that coffee. That coffee does not count. Ugh. But I did want to ask you guys. I always ask when they when the episode first starts, they already had coffee cups in front of them. And then they get refills. Do we count that original coffee? Because it was technically I feel like no. On screen only. Yeah. Yeah. Because that was technically off screen coffee. I think that's our. That's the rule. Okay. So um, then Lorelai had four cups of coffee. And Rory had one cup of coffee. Yeah, it was. Rory had one cup and she threw one away. So. But Lorelai did have four cups of coffee. Um, It was a stressful episode for her. So. Yeah. I feel like yeah, Lori doesn't go for coffee had... as much when she's stressed no, really. as much as Lorelai yeah. does. Last episode, I think Lorelai had five cups, but that was one of those episodes that spanned an entire week. Mm-hmm. So this was a mm-hmm. short episode and she drank nearly as much. So Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel for well, her. Well, she was with Luke a lot and Luke brings coffee. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that that's where that comes from. Um, and... But yeah, that was it for coffee. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. It we're almost there, guys. We're almost at the end of season one. We're so one. close. I can't believe we're, the we're almost done with season one. It just blows. We're my gonna mind. have some fun things for you in between season one and season two, but we can't wait to let you guys know what they are Yay. and what we're gonna do. But season one finale next episode. Wow, I can't believe uh, we're there. <laughs> I can't decide if I'm happy about that or not. Like it's I great. Am. I mean, I love that it that we've made it that far. Yeah, I'm so excited for season two, honestly. And you know, season one the it, it goes off in a, with a bang. So yes, yes, <sighs> yeah. But we'll talk about that in the next episode. 
We will. And as always, I was Jess. And I was Sandra. This is Emily. Thanks for listening, and we will see you in the next episode. Bye. Good night, guys. Bye. With the season almost over, we just wanted to give one more massive thank you to every listener and a special shout out to everyone who sends us messages on social media or emails us. We are Town Meeting Pod on Instagram, and you can email us at townmeetingpod at gmail.com. Feel free to message us about our episodes, about Gilmore Girl episodes, or about anything in between. Once again, thank you.